if we revere St. Joseph so much, how come he's not in the Mass? And how come St. John the Baptist is? And he actually explained it. And I read it, and I went, wow, I want to talk about this, Brother Andre. Um, now, I'm just going to give you a very brief caricature, and uh, you, you can flesh in as, as you know. But uh, one of the things that, that he brought out, and one of the things he said, well, the early church was very, uh, uh, there was a lot of martyrdom going on. And, of course, St. John the Baptist being the proto-martyr, um, you would, the, it would make sense for them to, uh, to know, to know his story, number one, and that he would be included in many of the, uh, or in some of the, uh, the acts of what ultimately becomes the, uh, the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And then one of the other things that, uh, that was said about this, about why no St. Joseph, is that it may have been, it may have been thought earlier by some of the early, uh, uh, saints and fathers uh, and even some doctors at the church that St. Joseph's, uh, uh, that to give St. Joseph too prominent of a role might undermine the, or to give him like a co-equal equal role because he explains that if the Blessed Virgin Mary, through the intercession of the Holy Ghost, um, is the mother of our Lord, well, then the Holy Ghost sending the angel to appear to St. Joseph, you know, and granting him this magnificent, lifelong uh, uh, chastity and purity, um, that, that the same Holy Ghost makes him the foster father of our Lord, that maybe uh, they didn't want uh, any, any undermining of the role of Our Lady or the role uh, of our Lord. I'm probably not explaining that correctly, but uh, St. Joseph is now a part of the uh, uh, the Mass, I believe, but he wasn't. It was very recently that he was included, and I was told by David Simpson that, you know, Mike, you're going to be surprised by this, but when St. Joseph was included in the Mass, your buddies, the trads, are the ones that were the most pissed off about it, and they're still saying, if they could do that, what else can they do? So anyways, I thought we might have a little talk about it. Yeah, so... Father Feeney didn't like it when St. Joseph's name was added to the canon by Pope John the Twenty Third. Okay. And uh, Brother Francis was excited and went to him and said, "Look, Father, look what the Holy Father did." And and Father says, "That's not good." He says, "The canon." He says, "You don't touch the canon. The canon. The canon has been intact since at least the time of Pope St. Gregory the Great, probably before actually the canon itself." Um, so and, is that sixth century St. St. Gregory the Great? What what century is that? St. Gregory the Great died in 604, so he died. So he he, he lived into the seventh century, okay. but he was mostly six. Okay. So the the idea here is, you know, um, you don't mess with it. That's why it's called a canon. One of the things that canon canon is something you don't touch. Canon is is something sacrosanct and 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 fixed. That's one of the connotations behind a canon. Um, and the 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 liturgical tradition in the Roman Church was that you, you just you simply didn't touch it, um, and th so this was a bad precedent. Father Feeney said this is a bad precedent. Now, lo and behold, um, he was prescient in saying that because, of course, it wouldn't it would it would be a matter of only a few years later when they did more than just touch the mass they they concocted an, a new a new version of it an entirely new one right 
Yeah, from from virtually from whole cloth. So um, it it was it was a bad precedent. You didn't need to put St. Joseph's name in the canon of the Mass to have devotion to St. Joseph. Now, brother, just for people that are not initiated, uh, one of my goals in 2020 is not only the year of St. Jo- Joseph, uh, uh, but the year of being a little bit more ecumenical, E.E. What where, does the canon begin with in, in the Latin form with Te Isitor? Is that where it begins? Yeah. I don't know what's ecumenical about that, but yeah, yes, that's great. But can, and it ends. Canon, so you get the Sanctus in the Mass. Okay. So in the High Mass, you get the Sung Sanctus, you get the ringing of the bells. When the Sanctus is over, or at least when the priest has finished reciting the Sanctus, and the High Mass, the choir is going to go on and on and on for a bit. Right. But uh, when the priest has finished reciting the Sanctus, he goes into Te Igitur Clementissime Pater, etc., and that's the beginning of the canon. In that, the Eastern Rites, here's here's ecumenism for you. In the Eastern Rites, it's called the anaphora, and they have multiple anaphoras in oh. the Eastern Eastern Rites. But the Roman Mass always traditionally had only one uh, canon, or equivalently. Now, brother, is anaphora. this what in the New Mass is called the Eucharistic Prayer? In the or? New Mass, it's called the Eucharistic Prayer. There are four of try, them. And they try to copy the uh, Eastern Rite by having a multitude of Eucharistic prayers, so they copied them by not really copying them and coming up with completely new productions of their own. Okay. Now, when does it end? What ends uh, the canon? Per ipsum et cum ipso et in ipso est tibi Deo Patria omnipotenti in unitati spiritus sancti Deus, omnis honor et gloria, and there's a ring of a bell in there at the minor elevation, uh, and then he says, Per omnia secula seculorum, and then there's the Amen, and then he intones the Our Father. That's where it ends. It ends with what's called the minor elevation. Okay. When the priest picks up the host, holds it over the chalice, and says, uh, in Latin, which the English words are, through him, uh, through him, with him, and in him, uh, is to thee, O Father Almighty, all honor and glory and then he genuflects mm-hmm. and uh and and out loud then says or sings in a high mass per omnia secula seculorum that's the end of the of the canon okay so this may seem like wow that's a big deep theological discussion and <laughs> um it's actually things that uh any practicing catholic of any ecumenism or regardless of what church mass you go to things that when you start discovering these things and you realize the intricacy and uh, uh, the history of these things that there are parts of what we call a mass and they all have a history to them that uh, it does take on or should take on in your mind um, that supernatural quality of wonder that (laughs) this, this you can't just sit down and write this, although they did in the 1960s, or a new one. Um, and, of course, the Anglicans did uh, under Edward the Seventh. Uh, 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 was it under Cranmer? The new comic book of prayer? I think it was under Cranmer. Cranmer, yeah. yeah. Cranmer came up with it. Um, That's so, why Michael Davis, has, Michael Davis had a book called Cranmer's Godly Order. So uh, so Father Feeney was, uh, was opposed <coughs> Brother Francis was excited. Did Father Feeney quell Brother Francis's excitement? Well, yes, he did. I mean, Brother Francis, you know, was his initial reaction was one of enthusiasm, and he went to Father, and Father sort of threw the proverbial wet blanket on on Brother, <laughs> and 
And brother saw, okay, well, yeah, I guess it is a problem because um, he hadn't thought of the fact that this this is starting a precedent. I mean, we already had multiple feasts of St. Joseph. The the re- Look, get to the heart of the issue of what the question is. Why was there no devotion or, or little to no devotion to St. Joseph in the early church? That's the question. And why, and why is there more now? Father Feeney actually asked this question and answered this question. He said, St. Joseph was meant to be discovered. Um, you know, God sort of hid St. Joseph. Ah. Look at the Gospels. I mean, he's not quoted once. Uh, by implication, we know that he uttered the holy name of Jesus because he was told, um, and it's recorded in the Gospel of St. Matthew, you, you you will call his his name Jesus, and it was the job of the Father to give the name, and St. Joseph is probably the one who did who actually did the circumcision, who actually did the circumcising.